Tandem Canon, the Gamer Fit Podcast where Call Play is Canon, and where we're ready to reprise theme song and roll the credits. This is episode 51, Lights, Camera, Action, where we'll discuss games that we like to see on the big screen, or even the small one. This is Tiffany. And this is Mia. All right, let's go straight into the talk from Team Tandem. So, Mia, what have you been up to for gamer homework? So, I started playing Cinderella Phenomenon on Steam. <laughs> um, I just sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she loves Ultimate Games, so now I'm getting sunk down the rabbit hole. But I went on Steam and I downloaded a bunch of free Ultimate Games that were available, and so I was like, oh, let's try out this one so far, and I really like it a lot. It takes a while to get to the actual gameplay part of it because this is definitely more of a visual novel than the others. You do make different choices and you get to name your character. You don't have any control over what they look like. But so far, I like it a lot. It's basically about this princess. She's very cold-hearted and kind of standoffish and she doesn't have a lot of empathy for other people. She gets hit by this curse where everybody around her forgets that she's a princess. So she loses her title and stuff like that. And her responsibility, she has to do three good deeds in order to get her stuff back. She's not on very good terms with her father because her father remarried and her mother, I think, passed away or something like that. And you kind of see the cycle of how she became the person that she is, how she became cold-hearted. And a lot of that was instilled through her mother. And Mm. unfortunately, it's this manipulative sort of parenting where it's like, you don't show emotion. You don't rely on other people because they'll just stab you in the back. And she's internalized all these awful awful things and so it's made her a terrible person so she has to learn how to be a good human being and her good deeds have to be not hidden intentions like it has to be from a pure-minded helping standpoint so i met two of i think the potential love interest and we're kind of getting down that storyline so far so i like it a lot it's really cool the graphics oh my gosh the Mm -hmm. graphics are amazing i love it it's i'm like this is pretty as fuck the guys so far are amazing i haven't really hit any real problematic elements yet i hope that it stays that way but so far i really do enjoy this one it takes a little bit to kind of get up and going and so if you're a person that likes more direct action type gameplay this is not necessarily the best one but for the story and the visuals and everything it works another thing i've been playing the sims I've been watching a lot of Machinima and there's all this really cool stuff I found on like different animations and dances and whatnot. And I'm like, this is so fucking cool. (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> it made me like kind of want to get back into making machinima again so i was just playing around with stuff with sims and just hanging out so what about Sweet. you tiff that breath of the wild that's pretty much all i've been playing and i've gotten to the part where i've gotten most of the map the actual towers unlocked all but three but a lot of them have different kinds of difficulty to get to said towers there was one where one of the towers that i cannot unlock there is these wizards that float around and these particular wizards like to have the elements of lightning and of course if you climb the tower regardless if even if i have a eaten or taken a elixir that will protect me from the lightning strikes they strike you with lightning you'll still fall off the tower regardless so i have not quite figured out how it is and nobody tell me i like to figure this out as much as possible without going on to any walkthroughs or anything like that i did get to beat one of the four divine beasts ruta which is the easiest one the first one which is in the shape of an elephant and that was a really cool puzzle it's 
they're usually supposed to be dungeons that you usually deal with in The Legend of Zelda, except for this one, but it's more like a puzzle instead of you just going through the dungeon like on the first game and pretty much like eliminating everybody. And then most of the shrines that you go around in the Breath of the Wild is kind of like a puzzle. Some are puzzles, some are test of might where you have to defeat an enemy. But that's pretty much all I have been doing, just going around trying to do the different towers and shrines before I go on to do the next level of difficult Divine Beast. I need to do so going around there just getting killed <laughs> which is so easy to do in this game holy no. shit it's either by drowning drowning in the mud puddle I found out that your horse can die I found that out the hard way uh, my poor horse and it does not come back after that so hopefully I'll be able to beat the next beast by the time we talk next cool all right so in other news we've been playing overwatch the retribution stuff that's been out the last couple of days and Mm -hmm. we went through it on the first we started with normal mode and we actually got to play uprising as well which is really nice so we could go back and do both and we're slowly leveling up our way through the different difficulty levels but tiff what were your first thoughts having played this already reyes you bastard that's all i have to say (laughs) black watch the operation that nobody was supposed to know about but this incident is a snapshot of what had happened the reason why overwatch became dismantled you can see Reyes not really giving the damn even though you still don't know what his modes are to this day i kind of also saw in moira how moira even after humdu got shot through that window spoiler alert how she really was just like meh it's tuesday so genji he's just like i'm just here just to do a job but you know mccree was the most vocal on this is not what he signed up for and he tells reyes that throughout the entire mission i enjoyed it very much um especially since there's supposed to be this comic book of it coming out soon i enjoyed it for what it is it's a great co-op and the people that we did end up getting hooked up with they were pretty cool like everybody Mm -hmm. was pretty much on it the first time we played through retribution though you know you have the waves of enemies coming in and then the drop shit come in and it's like all right let's go and then that one guy was i don't know what the hell he was doing but all trying to like get the main the, the last points i'm like no there are heavies coming up the stairs there's a freaking assassin that comes up which i hate i'd rather yeah. have heavies than the assassin by that time the entire dock is swarming with all the enemies you face thus far times 10 and yeah. so it's almost impossible for you to heal anybody because they're just converging all on you so if the mission is to fail because you just cannot get out for the sake of everybody just stay close to the damn ship sure if you want to like take out the heavies do that but just stay on the damn ship that's all i have to say pretty much <laughs> You still get credit for XP, but still, you get rewarded with the loot box each and every time you complete it up to a certain point, and it refreshes after a certain amount of days. Mm-hmm. But if you don't complete the mission, you do not get a loot box. I want my loot box, and you're fucking with it. So Yeah, it was good, though. But yeah, it was nice to do something a little bit different from the normal beaten path and everything. So we enjoyed it a lot, and we do intend on going back and playing through on a higher difficulty levels and getting through those. But yeah, it was tough, but... It was worth it, though, especially once you started unlocking other heroes. You had to sort of think outside the box a little bit with some of them because there's some people that are a little bit squishier than the other one. So definitely. In other news, we attended Fan Expo Dallas a couple of weeks ago, and it was a really interesting event. But we had the layout was slightly different, and it, in some ways it worked really, really well. And in other ways, it's like, uh, yeah, we need to rework this just right. a little bit. But I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I attended a lot of panels related. to 
to Voltron. And I attended the panel with Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche. Those were my favorites, honestly. Yeah, the pinky and the brain. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. You're so excited. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so excited. But yeah, my whole childhood wrapped up in this one weekend, so I, yeah. I couldn't get mad. I got to see Kimberly Brooks, who is a voice of Princess Laura on Voltron Legendary Defender. And she's also Ashley Williams in the first Mass Effect. And it was just so, so cool because cool. she's a black voice artist. And there's not very many of us, especially a black woman. And she's yeah. sort of talking about her experiences and stuff that she's been doing. And she's just amazing and so talented and another one Josh Keaton from Voltron and I felt so bad because apparently the Voltron fandom seems to have issues when it comes to shipping and respecting people's boundaries and not acting a fucking fool people why does it sound like Steven Universe toxic fandoms man but they were surprisingly well behaved this time around and he avoided the shipping issue because before he used to be very involved in the fandom with shipping and all that stuff but then it got to a point where shippers were actively threatening his wife his child sending death threats and all sorts of nonsense and so he had to step back away from that so for him to come out to Fan Expo Dallas and still be willing to meet with fans and do panels and stuff that's fucking cool because I don't know if I would be able to do the same thing after all that it's like yeah no i'm, I'm good it's like, especially after you threaten my <sighs> child who has yes. nothing to do with this imaginary show yes okay yeah. people yeah and then we also got to see wallace sean from the princess bride but Tiff, billy what, d what williams oh yes billy d oh <laughs> like that voice just as soon as that voice came on, bless his 81-year-old soul, just like just started melting in the chair. I'm like, he still got it. Mm-hmm. Just still got the charm. God, you just wish that he was given more, a lot more of a bone than he had gotten. Definitely. Yeah. You deserve better, honestly. And then we also attended the Twisted Tombs panel, which where we have voice actors prize some of their famous roles mm-hmm. in usually a movie of some kind. I think this time they did what Back to the Future, right? Back to the Future, because it was Back to the Future theme this this time around. Yeah, so they had Susan Egan who played Meg from the Hercules movies. Oh, she is fantastic. She was great. <laughs> at improv she can not only sing but she was up there throwing so much shade about disney princesses it was great it was wonderful (laughs) and we will have that posted i have the video and everything but i haven't had a chance to send it and get that done so yeah just check youtube over the next couple of days jeremy shada who is the voice of finn from adventure time and is also on voltron legendary defender so yay maurice lamarche uh rob paulson pinky in the brain and gray delisle Oh my god! Oh yeah, she got to see Grey Delisle too. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> breathe, breathe, babe, breathe, breathe. I'm sorry. Grey Delisle is one of the most prolific voice actors in the industry. She's played mm-hmm. Azula in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like literally, if you have seen a show, she's been in it in some capacity. She's so, in the voice of Daph. She's been in everything. So yeah, it was like my childhood all weekend long. Fan Expo Dallas, y'all did the thing. So mm-hmm. Tiff, what was your favorite part about this weekend? Oh, I have to choose one. Um. I am so glad to see all of our old vendor friends. We got to see Brandy again. We got to indulge in the truffle cottage. Oh my god. I spent so much fucking money there. It's not even funny. Um, 
it. It was just a got to see Carrie Elwes, of course, who was Wesley from The Princess Bride and the Robin Hood from Men and Tice, which is a film that I watch continuously. And But I think everybody around us quoted at nauseum too. Got to see the voice actors who had done both Junkrat and Lucio there too. And the voice for Roadhog also made an appearance about like 15 minutes before the panel was up. So that was a cool surprise. I think this year, instead of Deadpool's, Marty McFly was the winner this year. Oh yeah, definitely. Wish I could have been able to see them. They had a special mm-hmm. panel reserved for them and you had to buy special tickets. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm poor. That was something else too. I guess one of the things I wish they had fixed was the aisles was smaller. Friday and Sunday, it was not bad. Saturday, it was atrocious. People everywhere. And it seemed like there weren't as many vendors as there was usually. And they had like a separate space for the guests to get autographed. When my husband and his friend was waiting for a couple of guest artists to sign a couple of things, they had to wait where the VIPs pretty much got carte blanche to get however many they want signed. And I get it. You deserve to get what you brought signed, you know, first if you pay for that. I understand that. But it's not bring 12 volumes up here to sign. It wouldn't mess with the schedule when the guests are supposed to be at a certain other place yeah that is all yeah just be respectful of other people so in other news god of war has come out and i guess it's like a good game or or something from what i heard yeah (laughs) apparently this is probably rated to be the best rated ps4 game rated ever already saying it's game of the year yeah and i haven't really followed it that much but tiff i know you're a huge god of war fan it's one of these games that i was still gearing up to get hearing the reviews has kind of cement the fact that it's like i need to get my hands on this game and i'm probably going to tackle somebody to get it thinking that i was giving off a lot of last of us vibes but i'm like yeah but last of us was still a great fucking game and apparently this is the same thing you can quit the game anytime you know how if you quit a game during a cutscene, you have to restart that cutscene or restart at that point you can resume it exactly from that point when you start the game back up That's i'm like cool. half of the library for ps4 has been remasters it's like i wish that we would go past that point and just make games for the consoles themselves not just remasters exactly and then in other gaming news a way out has been kicking but it's very sold. much so well over 1 million copies as of right now, which is far beyond the expectations that EA had. I think they had in the range of between like 700 to 800,000 copies selling. So They should fire all their marketing people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, like your analysts suck. Like seriously. By um, far. It's really nice to hear that this game has been doing so well and has been getting really great reviews because with them talking about oh, single player experiences, da 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 da, and especially with co and couch co-op being a dying breed this kind of shows that you know people still like co-op games we like playing with other people of course there's nothing wrong with a good co-op experience and not everything has to be strictly like multiplayer or nothing and right. that's the only way that ea feels like that you know game should be at this point because they can make more money and ea can just kick rocks like i'm just tired <laughs> of bunch. them and i'm kind of glad that the game has done well even with their whole ea originals program they're not getting any of the profits from the game and hopefully this will allow the studio to branch out from there which is really nice because i was kind of leery about this when i was like wait a minute you mean one person just has to purchase the game and they keep the royalties from the game what's the catch um exactly and even now i'm still a little bit suspicious about how this is gonna go down so 
what I'm assuming is with this one million copies sold, it's just for the single person purchasing this game, mm-hmm. not for the other person that's also downloading the demo, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what I can assume? I think so, but I would love to hear or see how many actual players that they actually have. Right. Um, because honestly, the game, when we demoed through it, I was having so much fun that I'm like, I need to go out and get a copy. I might have a time where I'm like, oh, let's play something together. or Right. Not, or not just, just want to actually play on the couch. Yeah. And so it's like, just because of that good experience, I'm going to go out and get a copy. And so hopefully other people who are very big fans of co-op will do the same or they'll have that strong of a reaction but we'll see either way just the fact that they've been able to sell that much on very little promotion given the circumstances with ea and the shit they've been doing i'm happy for them so for them it makes me wary this is something that might be exploited in the future and i'm hoping that is not the case <laughs> um, but i say hoping but i know it completely will be especially since i don't know of any other original release off the top of my head like but i have a feeling i hope this is not the only ea original that's gonna be something else is gonna like come down the pipe ea only us you know some something weird like that i just hope it's not gonna be the only type of this caliber that ea allows to have their own control the game without their freaking dick all over it yeah. <sighs> wishful thinking but yeah. i don't know well, all right so i guess moving on tiff are we ready to level up it's time to roll this film and shoot this movie yes <laughs> all right let's yeah. level up <laughs> today's tandem topic tea time we are going to talk about the games where you should be in show business games that we can see either on the big or small screen i think we brought this up as a wheel of random tandem topic but we're like you know what this would be cool to see this game and mm-hmm. this game if adapted properly so especially with rampage just now being the pretty good best movie game that we have i have no words and especially with blockbuster movie season about to pick up I'm like why the hell not? Let's speculate. Mm-hmm. So Tiff, why don't you kick us off? What game do you think would be good to see either in, in movie or television form? Girl, I already mentioned this one. God of War. It needs <laughs> to happen. The lore is already so deep there. They have umpteenth amount of games between things that were released on the Vita or remastered now for re-release from the PS2 on up. They have so much lore to play with. This could easily be a franchise if they did not want to go on the small screen with it. And it has such a strong lore with the Greek gods and goddesses, which, you know, a lot of people have loved either from like the Hercules series or from Percy Jackson but people can easily get behind an anti-hero especially with Kratos he has such a strong following that pretty much are okay with his carnage but carnage for good reasons but it's a, a good gritty story that can be told out of the pain of Kratos and his desire to seek revenge from gods especially Hades revenge for what he had done to him and had him slaughter his family so that in itself already has the potential of being a best franchise i'm calling it boom with this ps4 game about being a golden globe winner (laughs) you already have the potential to do that so why not what about you i picked halo surprisingly i mean if you've played any of the games the lore is outstanding i love the character development with master chief and the overarching story i love anything with space so anything regarding that but you already have an excellent setup with master chief and his whole storyline and the overarching threat with the aliens and trying to maintain some 
some semblance of decency and control and all this other stuff going on. I could totally see this either on like sci-fi or something or even as a Hollywood blockbuster. But I think the key would be to focus on the story itself. Would you want it live action or animated? Kind of like the cutscenes. No, live action. Okay. It could be done, honestly. There's a oh, yeah. stuff you can do CGI, but I just want it to be given the attention and detail that it deserves. So yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Agreed. And I think it's time for that, especially how many editions have come out in this series. About time. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Space Marines. Oh, definitely. Another one of mine has to be Last of Us. How many zombie films? A lot of them were shown up by this single video game. This game had depicted so much about the struggles and the devastations of survival, this dystopian world. It'll be nice to see Joel and Ellie fight for survival. Wherever they try to go with this one, I think will still hit home because it's all emotional based than just action. Show me some heart, damn it. What about you? I couldn't decide between Persona 4 or Persona 5, she honestly. She all on there. <laughs> I, I, I would love them both, honestly, especially with Persona 5. Talked about how this group of teenagers that are literally getting into the minds of the worst criminals in society and changing their hearts so they actually are able to redeem themselves and apologize for their shitty behavior. This group of kids who just feel like they're powerless, being able to change the world just by going in there and changing hearts. The intrigue and the espionage that takes place when they're discovered, the whole storyline with that is just really cool. Plus, you have good character development and friendships. With Persona 4, I see that more as like a horror thriller type because what happens in Persona 4, you're in this really small town and every time it fogs up, every time it's foggy, somebody disappears. They get trapped in a TV on this random midnight channel and the protagonist has a certain period of time to go in and save them from the TV world. Otherwise, they are killed in Mm -hmm. real life. And so I could see that being played up as the thriller of some kind because it is a mystery. You're not sure exactly how these people are getting into the TV and why they're being killed trying to figure out who's behind all this and again you have a group of teenagers in charge of trying to track this person down and so it's really badass. You get a lot of really good character growth. I think what would weird people out though (laughs) is the tarot arcana stuff and it's like I am thou and thou art I and it's like what the fuck? What kind of Shakespearean bullshit is this? (laughs) (laughs) Like (laughs) that's not what I signed up for. Yeah the weird part would be the whole persona and you know what they represent and why they're fighting for you and how do they evolve and change but otherwise I would love to see that in movie form the only thing is just making sure all of these take place in Japan and so Mm -hmm. I would prefer it to be played by either a Japanese cast or have an Asian cast but I don't want it to be whitewashed or anything we don't need a death note y'all don't do it it kind of reminds me of a of a movie John Ritter had started in called Stay Tuned it's kind of like a terrible ish 90s movie but I used to love it growing up. People make a deal with the devil and they get stuck in the TV and the devil wants your character to die. Mm. So like they're just trying to survive. So it makes me wonder if maybe like if Persona was influenced by that in any way. I don't know, but I mean, they did some really amazing stuff with it. So Mm -hmm. what's another one for you, Tiff? Dishonored is another revenge storyline, but those a dime a dozen in Hollywood nowadays anyway. But it's such a great platform. You have this Lord Protector that is framed for the murder of the Empress of the Isle. That's already like the Count of Monte Cristo right there. And so with him having to 
to become a stealthy assassin. He gets granted magical skills. You don't get that in Assassin's Creed very much. You get magical skills and you also get help with these loyalists that are loyal to the Empress and with their help you're able to you can seek justice and also get to Princess Emily, her daughter so you can make sure that she's good and protected. So I think that'll just be a great revenge story, especially the way Selene gets his skills and what he does with that, especially when he can jump into rats and ride them to go into smaller spaces. So I think that'll just be a great film in itself. Why not? Another one I had was the Yakuza series. I couldn't pick one because they're all awesome. <laughs> the reason why I picked this one because Yakuza, if you've played any of the games, they offer some of the best brawling, fighting elements. You have the RPG elements where he can go around and do karaoke and then get into a fist fight and then go to a maid cafe. Like, there's just so much you can do. But just in general, Kiryu is a great protagonist and he has a really solid backstory and he's very human and I think the games do a really good job of showing the whole Yakuza culture and how that all works with the brotherhood and loyalty and all the infighting that happens with the clans but he's interesting enough as a character because he'll get in a fist fight with someone who's challenging him on the street walk into a 7-Eleven and donate thousands of yen to the poor and then go back out and continue doing his thing he's just trying to live a normal life and he has all these other circumstances that happen along the way I think Yakuza 6 the song of life get to take care of a baby <laughs> and there are many games with the baby and stuff and so i'm interested to see what this looks like where he's okay there's there's this child what do i do it's but, like yakuza home ec right. <laughs> <laughs> it shows the whole side of the yakuza culture but it also shows that he's a person underneath all of that that stuff has shaped him but that's not all who he is you know affected his life in significant ways so cool another one i had chosen was heavy rain this one's already difficult because it's already a movie-like game in itself, so it's kind of hard to see this will be, like, transferred on screen and done justice, especially since there's different endings to this game. Maybe there'll be a way to show those different endings in a different way, or show this storyline in a different way. And also to give the characters a little bit more gravitas, it'll be nice to see a little bit more character growth, especially with Ethan, because Ethan is a sodden sack of just emptiness and despair. It'll be nice to see him actually have a little bit more growth, especially if we were to see the tragedy that happened at the first of the story to his evolution to where he was as the other main story picks up and when Sean gets taken and all that stuff. I think it can be done as long as it's done with a lot more character building in mind. Another one I have was Remember Me. I'm a huge fan of the series, but I like the concept of the whole Neo Paris location and everything, the ethics of cybernetics and what that can do and being able to remix memories. And I could see a story revolving around not necessarily the mainline story, but about a girl who could remix memories and the implications of that and mm-hmm. whether or not she uses those for bad or good, being involved in this whole revolution where robots are at the center of it and people are using technology for evil. I just think it's really awesome. It actually holds up because the story itself is pretty compelling. And then the bosses themselves are pretty badass, except for that one lady. She kicked rocks and I hope she... <laughs> and plus, Millen, you get to see a woman as a character and she's not sexualized. She's a badass and she can do all these really cool things and unlock different different moves and things. So it would be nice to have a woman leading a blockbuster film like that. Kind Agreed. of in the same way that Tomb Raider has been doing that. So it's yeah. like, yeah, we need more badass more women. That. But... Caveat, she has to be a black woman. I need yes. her to be a visible black woman, not, yes. oh, she's ambiguous, tan skin. You know, make it all or nothing, guys. Don't fuck around with this one. So Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of 
of Tomb Raider. I'm putting it out there. Uncharted. Right. The movies have been tossed around for years. Like people have been wanting, especially Nolan North, to still do the actual part on screen. But I think he's like, I'm cool, guys. We can hand this off to someone else. But I can see the hesitancy for this one because it's easier with Tomb Raider because Tomb Raider is a woman. But by this time, Tomb Raider has had the pleasure of being on the screen three times. So I think it's Nathan Drake's turn. But I think a lot of people were, especially casual moviegoers who are not familiar with the video game, might just imagine him as being like a hottier version of Indiana Jones mm-hmm. or, or modernized. But of course, to us as gamers, we can see the difference in between the two characters because I love them both. But I appreciate Drake for what he brings to the screen too. So I think it's time for him to come out. And I'm sure out of the top five games that should be video game movies, I'm sure in the next like 10 to 15 years, it might become a real thing. If Tetris can become a real thing, Uncharted should become a real thing. That's all I gotta say. Aren't they actually casting for that though? Like, isn't that, I thought that was becoming a movie. Uncharted, I've heard off and on. It's, yes, they're gonna do it. No, they are not gonna do it. It's been off and on for years. Okay, because I heard Tom Holland was gonna be playing a young Nathan Drake, so. I'll take that back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep up with movies the way I probably should, See, but... And a lot of these games have either had talks about moves because a lot of these games do, they want to make... A lot of the stuff that we want to mention for Ubisoft is already on the table, like Splinter Cell. But with Uncharted, it's still been in concept health, so I'm still putting it on the table. But I'm sure in the next, like, five to ten years, then definitely be happening. I had to pick Tropico, mainly because in the context of the game, if I remember correctly, you're just a random person that has just been installed as president. You're in charge of this island nation that has just witnessed some sort of political upheaval and it's your responsibility to get the island back up to speed and you know you want to provide housing and food for your nation and so it would be interesting to see like this random person just get selected to be president and they're just like what the fuck do I do? Okay well we have to get food. We have to get shelter. Oh no the Americans are circling the waters they want to try and do deals with us and so it would be interesting to see how they balance doing what's best for their people but also watching their own back because if they just replaced their president there's no telling what could happen if you started your own book burning or you know certain edicts that ban homosexuality and stuff because the people in the actual game they are not afraid to raise a coup against you at any time you do anything really out of line if you're like bribing people you're locking people up your own soldiers will rebel against you (laughs) with the quickness if you piss off the superpowers because you have the u.s and russia at the time they can actually come in and invade the island and if they invade it's game over for you too so it's like you have to really tread carefully how do i do what's best for my country my nation provide for them but also have a stable income so that way if i need to get out of here for whatever reason that sort of balance so i'd be interested to see that yeah man that sounds too close to real life right (laughs) now oh my god like i start getting like i start twitching over here i also chose the red dead redemption series this has the potential of becoming an actual television or limited series on TV just for this fact that it can be generational. The center of it being John Marston and how he had originally turned to a life of crime and how he was able to turn his life around for the sake of his family and what he goes through to save said family. Eventually him being betrayed in the end and then go from there in the first Red Dead Redemption you can play on as Shake afterwards. So I think it has a multifaceted ability to entertain generational even 
season to be like a I hate seasons but like at least four or five seasons long just to tell the story redemption and betrayal justice and have your line carrying on after you're gone that already sounds like it could be a good idea so make it happen give me credit boom Mm -hmm. I really applaud them for this that you don't really see Rockstar really running forward to do any kind of movies or series with any of their games they pretty much keep it close to their chest I applaud them even if they never even consider such a thing another one was the sims or even the sims medieval if we want to get specific mainly because sims would work if it's kind of set up as a thriller slash horror film you have this random human being that maybe they go to sleep one day they wake up and suddenly they lose all their free will and they have to follow the will of this nameless faceless sort of creator who is bent on making them as miserable as possible through starvation pools and the ladder issue and all that stuff Um, it's like the worst like the sims version of final destination um, it's like the worst thing ever yeah and it's like you have no free will so you're just like what the fuck please someone i can't remember what their name was but they did something similar to that on youtube and i'm like that would be perfect as a thriller i could see that working as a horror movie and the sims medieval actually talks about the creator which is you the actual player and how the sims came to be the generous creator is responsible for keeping balance in the world because sims are stupid and they've killed each other and themselves over silliness and so just tying it within that realm would be kind of funny to me but i don't like horror movies but that would be fun you've done that yourself so especially in sims form so it doesn't seem as realistic as it would be in real life but just imagine like you can't get outside of a door because there's something in your way you're just like standing there miserable also i wanted to choose legend of zelda i'm okay if this was just a one film and done kind of thing especially since most of the games pretty much are standalones considering the games are by era so we haven't been playing with the same link in princess zelda this entire time therefore it can almost stand on its own merit by itself it doesn't even have to be tying into any particular storyline but i think just one good fan service done to a film I think will be a great thing. If Mario has, then why not give Zelda a chance? Mm -hmm. But just don't do it like Mario Brothers. Please don't do that. Last but not least, I had to mention Mass Effect, guys. Yeah. I don't know what you were thinking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh my lord. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Um, but I would love a Mass Effect either movie or television series because number one, space. But you have some really awesome characters, romance already set up, the action sequences. I would love to see biotics just actually happen. Give me all the space magic. Give me all the Turians, the Krogans being badass and awesome. But honestly, there's just so much lore already set up for the series that regardless of where it picks up, it would be a perfect fit for a movie. I want to give other people the same feeling I had when I played Mass Effect 1 for the first time and seeing the the Citadel for the first time. And that Mm. would be really, really cool. I don't know if we could ever replace Commander Shepard. Like, Jennifer Hale is Shepard. And so in, in my head, I would love to have the movies take place before the events of the original trilogy. It would be cool to see what happens happens when Eden Prime gets attacked. Kind of the events leading up to that. The events that led to Saren betraying Nihilus and all the other people. Oh, there's so many eras and so many places this can start from. I would love to see the first contact war between humans and the Turians and how all that went down and how it snowballed into other events. But there's so much lore behind this that even the novels explore in such great detail. I would love a series on this. Kind of like Star Trek The Next Generation. Sort of like each iteration covers a new era a new generation yeah definitely that 
So, I guess, are you ready to go to the will of Random Tundum? Yes, let's spin it, please. Me! Alright, so for today's Wheel of Random Tandem, Tiff, which games do you think should never be considered for movie or TV series? I'm going to say Joust. It seems like they're going down the line of all the Midway games that have ever been released in the history of the world. They were already trying to make a film of Joust over 10 years ago. Why? I have no comfort to give you. (laughs) Yeah, this was seriously about to become a thing. And I think, like, something had happened with the production company, it had closed. So by that time, that was the saving grace. It sucks for the company that had to close, but luckily there was, like, a saving grace. I'm not sure if that joust is still on the table, but it's kind of like Battleship or having, like, even a fucking movie about guess who. We don't need it. So (laughs) please don't do it. I would rather see a, a movie of Golden Axe than of Joust. This was not really much to it anyway, especially since it was just a level game. You're a knight riding an ostrich trying to knock opponents off into pits of fire. There's not really much to the game, let alone write it out to be a premise for a movie that probably won't even highlight or touch on the basis of what the game is. So just leave it alone. If it's in consideration, please take it back off the table. <laughs> You're just like, I need therapy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still can't believe that was even... Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I kid you not. Mm -mm, I'm good. What did you have? I had something in mind, but I think I might have to change my answer. Raving Rabbids. I can't tell you. I know. It does not need to be a movie. We have minions. It It is, though. I know. And it's annoying as fuck. I can't stand the Rabbids. I think they're just as bad as minions, if not worse. And just, I don't understand what is their appeal. Like, just crackheaded rabbits and i'm like no make it stop but raymond rabbits it's already there it's on the table now i'm not sure if it could change but no fix it jesus but i heard uh, that the one with mario was actually pretty good but then again i've never played a single game with these psycho looking rabbits in my life so i don't know I've heard that it's okay with the Mario crossover, and I'm still surprised that it was even a thing. But rabbits, no. I've had enough of minions. We already have enough really shitty cartoons. Like, can we not, with the children's movies being annoying, I need need more Incredibles, not Minions-type movies. Which, luckily, we're getting. But every time I see Minions, I think, I want Tater Tots. Is that bad? I want Twinkies. No. That too. Do you have any final thoughts? Well, y'all know where to find us. You gotta hit up these socials, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Tumblr. Feel free to like and comment and share, especially the share part, because as always, we're growing our audience, and we would love to hear from you. If there's a game on here that you would like to see as a movie, hit us up. We're especially active on Twitter, I think, the most. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do we have any new followers? We certainly do. We have the Cinema Rosa. Gamer Blessing, Foot Pound Force, Black Nerds Play. Woohoo! They're all from Twitter. Thank you guys for following us. And as for commenters, we have to give special thanks to this week in our collective heads, as always, Martha Marie. Gutter Nerds, Token Black Chick, GMJR1906, who is from, I don't know their theme song, Educated Black Siblings. Uh, just, they, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to say the words. Yes. 
Um, but thank you guys for following us and commenting. Y'all are awesome. We don't have special shouts this week, but what do you have for PYT? Okay, so my PYT is Sim GM Productions, and they are a group of black siblings who make YouTube videos of Sims 2 Machinima, mm-hmm. and they do parodies of like pop culture. So they do a lot of parodies about the Kardashian family, and it's fucking hilarious. Oh my god! They also do different parodies with pop singers like Britney. Spears, Lana Del Rey, Lord, Nicki Minaj is my favorite one because their voice actor is like, I'm Nicki Minaj. That's what she says the whole time. It's great. When they first started out, they started doing like Glee spoofs and parodies, Pretty Little Liars, but they're really funny. And one of my favorites is Grand Theft Auto. And they have oh two, my God. two original characters they created named Zach and Prudence in the Grand Theft Auto Liberty City world. Somehow their car breaks down. And through this whole series of events, they get involved in the mob scene they end up driving a car over to this this pizza place and a guy dies and they're like wait a minute yeah and the thing is they're so innocent like they have no idea what the fuck is happening prudence is like oh yeah all we have to do is park a car cool sweet and zach's like no prudence like stop like we need to get out of here (laughs) um but if you get a chance go follow them they've been having issues like everybody is with their youtube videos getting demonetized and Mm. so if you get a chance go follow them support them on patreon because that seems to be the thing youtube is totally fucking up that's oh, a whole, complete, other, whole other conversation but they're hilarious and check out the grand theft auto liberty city with zach and prudence that will get your whole life so yeah what I, about you too i'll have to subscribe to that that sounds like entertaining as fuck my choice today was movie flame they're on youtube and they usually do dissections between book and film kind of like the dom but a little bit more i guess in depth it kind of feels like you're watching like a documentary Mm. and it gets your entire life most of the things that he does stuff for is harry potter he did a really really good one on life to death of severus snape and it was so freaking good if we weren't recording tonight i probably would have like watched everything else on there he also did one on the legend of korra his first was his review on avatar he's currently doing one on world all the infinity stones were the upcoming infinity war for marvel but most of the time it's been harry potter and it's very well produced and put together he really delves into details things that he liked about the changes about the book personally or from the book to the movie and you can tell like he's a fan at heart of harry potter and all his videos just give me harry potter feels especially on things that you didn't realize you didn't really have that much information about like founders like right different videos he has fills in the blanks for those that didn't remember reading it in the books or just want like a great deal of information it's highly entertaining I recommend it I think Mia you should subscribe you'll like it doing that as we speak <laughs> and thank you uh-uh. hit that button alright cool <laughs> it's like and I was already done before you even got through talking so I, I, I learned so much about doing these so I'm like hell yeah I'm yeah. subscribing alright so for events as always we have a full schedule lineup for this summer so first up Comic Palooza Houston May 25th through the 27th yeah, and it looks like we might be we, we might have a panel we might we're, we're in the final running so we're just like oh uh, okay, okay. 
Please be with us. So we'll be there. ArlingCon is coming up June 30th at the Arlington Public Library. So we're going to get a read on. Let's play Gaming Expo. Yes. July 27th through the 29th in Irving, Texas at the Irving Convention Center. Mm -hmm. And Finicon, August 3rd through the 5th in Addison. And again, this is the little sister of AllCon. So Mm -hmm. if you have never attended AllCon, you should go to Infinicon. It's chill. They're awesome people. And yes, you can get into all sorts of shenanigans. Yes. August 9th through the 12th in Grapevine, Texas at the Gaylord Texan Resort. I don't believe registration has happened yet. It'll probably open up within the next week or two as of right now. And then Wizard World Austin is happening September 21st through the 23rd in Austin, Texas. And so they've moved that up from November, which we're like really it's great. <laughs> really excited about so even though we did like the intimacy of Blizzard World it might give people more chance to go and this is not so close to Thanksgiving so our next episode will be May 6th and it'll be our 52nd episode I believe is gonna be on doctors and nurses on video games for Nurse Appreciation Day yes <laughs> so we will get that covered for you guys and stay game-tastic and game responsibly bye guys I'm not waving this time cause I've evolved bitches my arm twitch I try not to it's like eh, no. <laughs> No, put your damn hand down. <laughs> but we do love y'all, so peace out. <laughs> I'm going bye. Bye. <laughs>